0: What do you think about all this stuff? Just all this stuff that we have to deal with and then we have to figure out how to be okay with all of it. Like, what do you think about it all? Why is it happening? What's going on?
1: I think about that all the time. I step back and ask myself, I'm just like, wow, (laughs) this has been a life. (laughs) I think it's crazy, but I take it one day at a time and try to push through because I know at the end of the day, I got to do that for Dawson
0: and I've got to be strong for him. Do you have any kind of beliefs that help understand what's going on? Like, is there anything that sort of...
1: I pray a lot. (laughs) Okay. Uh, For sure. Just prayer and just hope for the future and that I have to realize that I'm not the one in control. Life was not promised to be easy, but luckily we have Him to walk with us.
0: Just have faith. on today's show we'll be discussing life on the spectrum hello naked parent nation and welcome to today's episode of the naked parent podcast my name is chad ratliff and i'm your host and before i introduce you to our guest today let me start by sharing a message from naked parent nation naked parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs we come together to share our Naked Truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. Naked Parenting is the process of moving from where you are to where you want to be. Naked Parenting understands that the mind is responsible for all of our problems. As you shed the layers of your old programming and beliefs, you will return to the deepest truths of your own being. Do what you've always done and receive the life you're living or create the vision you want for your family, combine that with an elevated emotion, support from our community, and you can have and live the life of your dreams and beyond. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families, We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. If this is your first time connecting with us, I hope you feel the love that's here for you. Together, we walk different paths side by side. And as we do before we get to our our guest and, and her story, we do a little grounding exercise, a little meditation just to kind of take time out and get in the practice of making that time for self-care for breathing, for going inside. So wherever you are, if you want to get comfortable, if you're sitting, if you want to sit up straight with your chin parallel to the ground and let your eyes just fall closed. And then lift your gaze up to that space between your eyebrow the spiritual eye and feel what you feel feel if there's any sensations in your body are your toes tingling do you have any pain anywhere Do you feel temperature? Do you feel hot? Or do you feel cold? Take in your body. One of the things with naked parenting is we work on the inside rather than the outside. Of course we have a lot to do outside with our children and with life. But the victory is when the inside is in good order. The time we spend trying to get the outside world to look a certain way so life can be okay when we have no control of so much out there. But inside, that's your domain. It's your place. And if you can get your inside feeling good, if you can get connected with the highest part of your being, then you can be okay Anytime, all the time. It takes work. It's not. It's not. It's easy. And it's hard. Or it's easy and it takes work. Before we come out of this little moment, give yourself Love, make sure you give yourself plenty of love. Appreciate the effort that you make. Appreciate the person that you are. And know there's love for you, from yourself, from me, from our community, And when your spirit feels like it's in a good place, you can open your eyes, come back into the space, and just remember that it doesn't take long to reset yourself sometimes. And it's an amazing tool and journey for me, and I hope that you can find some of the benefits that I have. But I'm excited to get to our guest today. Her name is Kaylee Russellberg. She is the mom of a four-year-old boy and she's a stay-at-home mom. She's here to share her story, so generous of her time and her heart. So Kaylee, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: So part of the story about you consists of details about your boy and a lot of them, I felt like I was going to butcher if I tried to explain. So can you share a little bit about you, your boy, your kind of what your home life looks like so that the listeners can get to know you a little bit better and then tell us kind of what your dealing with with regards to your boy and his uniqueness?
1: Yes. So I'm Kaylee. I'm 27. I had my son. He's four years old now. We noticed that he wasn't reaching milestones, just kept getting further and further behind. Come to find out, we did genetic testing and he has something called bosch Bunstra-Schoff syndrome. So uh, he's missing the long arm of his 5Q15 DNA on the helix strand. So the NR2F1 is a gene within the 5Q15 DNA strand that he doesn't have. So um, we've been lucky to find the NR2F1 foundation and found out that that's where the autism comes in. Just a lot of symptoms that we had been noticing it all came together whenever we found out that he had that diagnosis, but I am a stay at home mom. He has a lot of daughter's appointments, therapies, things like that. He is in a EC pre-K program that has been phenomenal.
0: But other than that, we're just, Can you explain um EC? Proposal? Yeah. Oh,
1: exceptional children.
0: Exceptional children. Okay. Exceptional
1: children program, pre-K program is through the school system.
0: Is uh, the genetic, is this 5Q15, is that something that's rare? Or do you think that there's more people that yes. have that just don't realize it?
1: So it's extremely rare. Okay. Right now, I think the current count is probably 150 worldwide. I believe wow. that's the number. That's um, what I found on the NR2F1 website. But Bosch, Boonstra, and Shaw are actually the doctors that found this mutation, I guess you would say it is or variant of the gene
0: wow that's i mean that is really rare
1: very Uh, he has a super high pain tolerance so pain just kind of non-existent he gets shots he gets blood taken he falls it doesn't really affect him (laughs) so and um his speech is very he can say mama and bye that's about it other than that we're working with sign language and trying to get a aac device
0: how, how did this diagnosis come about? Is there something specific other than autism that triggers a person to look for this?
1: Just the genetic testing. They did a microarray oh. and okay. because of all the symptoms with him, like he didn't sit up by himself till almost a year old. And then the not talking, the high pain tolerance, things like that just kind of led to genetics. We go to genetics, get the microarray back we actually found out he had the 5q15 deletion it wasn't until this year that we found out that he's missing the nr2f1 gene and that's where the bosch
0: it came up into the picture wow so when you get a genetic test I, I haven't done this but when you get a genetic test i mean is it they can see that right away that that something's missing? i mean how does that
1: so it seen, it took weeks Um, to figure that out so it gets sent to a lab this the first one was a blood draw um, got sent to the lab they somehow look at (laughs) the DNA strands and then this past one where we found out he's missing his NR2F1 they did a mouth swab and it took probably a month or two to come back.
0: Is there a specific protocol for this particular DNA, is there something that you have to look out for? Is there something that you have to do to care for him in a different way? Or is it just something that you're now aware of?
1: It's just something that I'm now aware of. And I did notice like, even now, his depth perception is very off. So I always thought that maybe it was like, he was in physical therapy. It had something to do. He does have hypotonia. So the low muscle tone, things like that. I thought that's why he tripped a lot. Still at four years old, like I'm really having to give him assistance going downstairs. But come to find out, it is optic atrophy. So his vision is 2150, but corrective lenses won't fix it because of the optic nerve being small and pale. So glasses can't fix that how your brain perceives the picture
0: how young was he when you realized something didn't seem like it was going the way you thought it should go
1: so um just within the first year i mean even in the hospital he didn't cry he would grunt a lot so as a baby He would do a lot of hand following, things like that. Just I had worked in childcare prior to having Dawson and something always seemed a little off, not typical. And my husband, he hadn't had any prior experience other than like his sister. He has a younger sister, but she's typical. And he told me one day he was like, I think we have something going on here. Like that's more that we're not seeing. So he was concerned just from the beginning.
0: And how did you respond to him? I agreed.
1: I knew I was also holding more fluid throughout pregnancy. So like I went into the OR, I had a C-section and I dropped 30 pounds like that, like from the fluid. It was a crazy amount of fluid. Wow. And so... It took him about 45 minutes to get him, like, he never cried. So they were really concerned, like, is he breathing okay? He did swallow some amniotic fluid. I felt the same way. I thought the not crying, things like that, it just wasn't typical for what I had seen in the early childhood setting.
0: How are you and dad dealing with this emotionally? Like, as it's, as you're learning and it's, becoming more real like what's been your experience emotionally
1: (laughs) so we take it day by day we Mm -hmm. are definitely do it ourselves. we love projects just updating our home dawson has a sensory bedroom so he's got a tent he's got the hopefully he's getting a safety bed soon but he has a tent in his bed he has a trampoline we just try to do honestly we're trying to make our home kind of an oasis for ourselves because of the fact that it is so hard to go out like in public, it is hard to go on vacation, things like that. So we have a pool outside for Dawson. That is his height. It's like 32 inches tall that giving him tools that meet his needs so that it can hopefully let life move a a little smoother for us.
0: I love that. (laughs) I love that. You know, I feel sensitive for people who don't maybe have the ability to, have that kind of space or, mm-hmm. or to be able to put those things together. But we I've spent so much energy trying to get like in the meditation, trying to get the outside to fit and, and it doesn't fit what every but what all the other kids are doing. I mean, we're talking about the difference between neurotypical versus neurodivergent, and it's different, and yeah. they have different needs. And wow, that sounds cool. I hope <laughs> when you're done, maybe you'll share some pictures with us or something, give us for some sure. ideas on for things sure. that people can do. That'd be cool. Yes, definitely. Exciting. Anything I can do to help for him. <laughs> I mean, I fell into depression. I I mean, I, I was angry. I felt sorry for myself. I mean, I went through a lot of those things, had did, did you have some of those experiences?
1: Majorly, okay. yes, for sure. I felt like I was grieving a child that I thought I was going to have, and totally. that's not the case. My husband still hasn't heard daddy yet. In fact, Dawson calls him mama. Now, within the last few months, he started calling him. He recognizes him as mama. That sports, I look so forward to t-ball and football, things like that. And I just had to realize that that wasn't going to be the case for us. Speaking of, we just got him a little power wheels, like a little four wheeler, because he loves trucks and cars and anything with a motor. And I look at it and think, well, he has optic atrophy. He's probably never going to get his license. We don't know. You know, I mean, that's just not going to be possible. We get it for him the first day he goes out there he doesn't quite understand the concept, you know, like he, he likes that it goes vroom, vroom and things, but he doesn't have like the control over it as a typical child would. That was a little heartbreaking <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, the smallest things like you don't realize they really pull at your heartstrings."
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've done like a lot of work. I mean, I still is certain things. It's, it makes me my, my son's 15 and, certain things make me emotional i mean when somebody um one of the things that i could cry out on the spot is like i don't know if my son's doing if he's happy or not like i like to be a parent and not know if your child is okay um is is kind of heartbreaking to me and it's been that's one of the biggest challenges for me is you know as a parent you want to Know your child's okay. I don't know if he's depressed or if he's somewhere inside saying, hell, you know, stop putting that on, you know, TV or I hate blah, blah, blah. And so that's been difficult. How have you guys dealt with these unexpected challenges and just the emotion that comes along with it?
1: I, my husband, he is my biggest supporter. So uh-huh. I'll talk to him a lot about it. And he has such a calming effect. He tells me, he's like, yes, although we have, I wouldn't call them letdowns, these obstacles in life. Look at what we do have. Look at what we've been given. When Dawson walks in a room, he lights it up.
0: His smile.
1: He's so goofy. <laughs> it's just to be
0: thankful for what we do have. Yeah. I hope that the couples out there or the indiv- the parents who are still in relationships out there hear what you just said because I think that's so important and when you throw a nest and 80%, you know, it's a difficult thing for couples to make it through because it's so challenging that like you're kind of looking for somebody to blame or some release and I think it ha- it often goes to the person you're closest with, and they say eighty percent of marriages that have special needs children end in divorce. And tomorrow, I have this like mediation thing. I'm in. I've been in a nasty divorce for five and a half years. Wow, the stress that that brings. I mean, we need everything on our side to. Be able to deal with this we need the support and the love and the calming and so for all for the parents out there that heard what you just said like i pray that we can be kinder to our loved ones and those that are there with us and i it warms my heart to hear that you have that support and i'm I'm so what a guy what a guy yes That's it is cool.
1: it has been a, a rough road in fact i was um seven months pregnant with Dawson. Dylan comes home from work. His face was so pale. I was like, we've got to get you to the doctor. I don't know what's going on. We get to urgent care and he is going into cardiac arrest. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. yes, (laughs) he has ventricular tachycardia. And so that's something we're also looking for with Dawson just to make sure hopefully he doesn't develop that. So he has a lot of health problems as well. Um, He has Crohn's disease. So, but he still provides for our family and gets up every day, no matter
0: how he's feeling. And I'm so grateful for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you think about all this stuff? Just all this stuff that we have to deal with. And then, and then we have to figure out how to be okay with all of it. Like, what do do you think about it all? (sighs) Why is it happening? What's going on?
1: I think about that all the time. I step back and ask myself, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this has been a life. <laughs> I think it's crazy, but I take it. I take it one day at a time and try to push through. Cause I know at the end of the day, I got to
0: do that for Dawson and you, I've got to be
1: strong for him.
0: Do you have any kind of beliefs that help understand what's going on? Like, does anything that sort of, does that question make sense?
1: I pray a lot? <laughs> okay. Uh for sure. Just prayer and just hope for the future and that I have to realize that I'm not the one in control and so life was not promised to be easy, but luckily we have him to walk with us. Just have faith.
0: Do you believe there's a a victory to this? Do you believe there's a a, a better place? Do you believe that we're kind of growing and evolving in a way that one day it will be different or it will be sort of um equalized or rectified
1: yes as in (laughs) like at the end of life like hopefully we all go to heaven and it's victorious and all the struggles from here on earth it'll be worth it in the end I guess I would say I don't
0: know if that's what you would say. Do you believe it? Yes,
1: I definitely believe that.
0: That must help.
1: Yes, (laughs) it does. Um, If I if it weren't for my faith, then uh, yeah, I don't know how I would get through. (laughs) I pray a lot, (laughs) Um, and I try to take this as not necessarily a lesson in life, but as a gift, I guess. Because I wouldn't be the person I am today if it weren't for being Dawson's mom and learning what I've learned. And I feel like I have so much more compassion towards people and getting in other people's shoes and not judging, I guess, as much as I probably would have prior to having Dawson.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thanks. Um, I I also have, you know... um, I believe we're growing and evolving. And another thing that I, this naked parenting philosophy that is evolving and coming together, it's, I often think about if we didn't see anything else, if all we saw was DOS, you know, your child and my children, and we didn't know any different, how would it be? You know, would I be as, would it would it be as catastrophic or disappointing or, or would I be able to see more of the positives because I wouldn't be missing the fact that it's not going to play football or basketball, or we're not going to go to the soccer because I don't know about it. Right. What makes it hard is I know about it. All my friends are at the soccer field cheering for their kids. And so I try to remember that a lot. Yes. Yeah. And and then just like you said, to look for look for the positives because there's so much and it, it's just easy to to get kind of looking the wrong way. I love your quote from Dr. Seuss. You say, Why fit in when you were born to stand out?
1: Yes, that That's- is my favorite quote.
0: <laughs> I love it. Sure. All right. How do we create a better world for Our special needs children. What are some things that we need to do? It sounds like you're doing a lot at home, which is awesome. What do we need to do outside the home to make a better world for our?
1: I feel like um, advocacy, educating others on it, having a world that not necessarily they can fit into as well, but making adaptations, just making it more accessible to the special needs community. So, offering tools. Like, I love how I see the stores, especially here in my hometown, they'll like start early and have a sensory hour to where it's not like sensory overload. Something I've seen recently is the peck boards, like the picture boards at the parks, things like that. If we, I would love to have one of those in our hometown where Dawson could go up and like point at the pictures and show me things like that just making the world accessible to them and not trying to make them fit into a box that mm-hmm. they weren't made to like they're made to stand out you know i mean we all are but why expect them to fit into our box? like it just doesn't
0: work yes yeah. i like that sometimes our hearts in the right place they talk about wanting you know getting when I was growing up, the special needs class was the corner classroom in the school that nobody talked to. They had a different bathroom break. They mm-hmm. we, you know, they were like a different species, you know. Whereas yeah. today they're trying to have inclusion and stuff, but the word saying the word and having them in the same class isn't enough, right? Trying right. to get them to fit and sit in the seat that they it can't sit work. in yeah. so that they can be included. Your heart's in the right place, but the execution is is way off and i think we need to get better at the execution and come up with more ideas so i like you bringing that just kind of on a day-to-day basis how do you and your husband care for yourselves do you make time for yourself or to be together or are you just putting out fires and and trying to
1: it's a little bit of a board So luckily, he is in school from Monday through Friday. Dylan, my husband, he works second slash third shift. So he's home during the day. So we try to get house projects done, maybe go to lunch together, just um, make time for each other, make sure that relationship strong so that we can be, we can model a strong relationship for Dawson and be strong for each other. So we do that Saturday nights when Dawson is asleep. We, well, the little bit that he does sleep, (laughs) we try to watch a movie together or just hang out on the front porch, just something to spend that time together. And we also have our own things. Like he loves to work on engines and woodwork and stuff like that. So he has that. And I've started making some like bracelets and stuff recently, some keychains, things like that, because we want to go to a conference for Dawson for the NR2F1 Foundation. And it's expensive. <laughs> it's in disney, um, so stuff like that, and the n r two f one like they don't get a lot of funding. I mean, they're still small, so mm-hmm. the profits that I make from that something that I enjoy doing can in turn like if I sell some at a craft show or whatever, I can put that towards Disney and the tickets to go to meet other families who have children like Dawson, and then also give to the n r two f one because the more research they do, the more answers that we
0: get that's um, awesome I think that's huge I've, I hope <laughs> you don't make little of that I think we all need to have outlets like that and you sound so mature for, so, for 27, for 27 you. you guys just like your kids lucky to have parents thank like you. you guys not everybody's like you and um, thank you. you it sounds like you're doing an awesome job We do like a lightning round just to get more of your thoughts and story where you kind of give one word to one sentence answer to a few questions. Are you up for it? Yes. Okay. And there's no wrong answer and you can say as many words as you want, but just you get the idea. Uh, What's the best advice you have received?
1: Take it one day at a time.
0: (laughs) What kind of course or retreat or training would you like to see for parents?
1: I would like to learn more about the genetics aspect and how that plays a
0: role into this, into autism, special needs in general. Cool. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being?
1: I would like to have more children. I, uh, we've been cleared by genetics and found out that it's a less than 1% chance, knock on wood, but it would be great to have siblings. For
0: Dawson, that's awesome that you were able to get that information to have for to sure. remove to remove that concern. Yes, or as much as possible. But it, at ninety nine percent, it should be a non-issue.
1: I hope. <laughs> I just. Yeah. I pray.
0: What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it?
1: A communication tablet for Dawson,
0: <laughs> which we're working on. Do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself or your child or your family that you just love and couldn't live without?
1: An Amazon Fire tablet (laughs) that uh, can save the day in meltdown sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Mm
1: -hmm. Talk to me technologies. If you're looking for an AAC device for your child, they have been phenomenal. We're still in the works of it, but they have really been on it.
0: Talk to me technology, so that's the communication through the tablet?
1: Yes, insurance does cover, you'll do a trial period. We're about to enter our trial period and then to figure out which software is gonna work best for Dawson and then
0: insurance will co- should cover the tablet. So there's, uh, well, I didn't know that. Insurance covers the tablet, do they cover the software?
1: Yes, I, as far as I know, they do. But they have different options. It comes with a key guard accessory, like different size screens. They have been phenomenal, very quick to to get back to me. So I've been working with Dawson Speech Therapist and a guy named Nicholas from Talk to Me Technologies, and they've been phenomenal, very responsive.
0: Wow. Uh, I think that's an amazing recommendation and resource. Hear that, parents listening check with your insurance company and get a tablet and talk to me technologies if you want to work on communication through that medium i appreciate you taking the time with us today and sharing your story and sharing your heart and having gone through so much and then and the way you present yourself is very i have very high regard for how you present and and how you're hanging in there and and how you guys are rising to the occasion. Thank you. Yeah. Um just in closing, what do you say to the parent who just got the diagnosis and said I can't do this? To see the light, to see
1: what this is going the lessons that you can learn and know that you're not going to be perfect at it and that's okay. Just take one day at a time and it'll start flowing for you.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you guys have your faith. I think we're all raising our consciousness in doing this work and we're all getting, we're all growing and becoming better beings by doing this work. So give your husband a fist bump for me and tell him, I think it's pretty cool what I heard about him today. Thank you for being on the show and let's connect down the road and stay connected and do this journey together rather than alone. Okay.
1: For sure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks, Kaylee. Have a great rest of your day, okay? You too. Bye. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts.